Welcome to It's Time. This is Senior Pastor Ron Falsett with Valley of the Sun Church. And today's message is God isn't through with you yet. Around 900 BC, there rose a king by the name of Ahab who succeeded the throne of Israel. He married a woman by the name of Jezebel, the daughter of the king of the Sidonians. And they built an altar and a temple to the heathen god Baal. Now the Bible lets us know that Ahab did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. And if that wasn't enough, Jezebel, his wife, who was worshiping Baal before they were married, influenced her husband and the people of Israel to turn from God even the more. Because 1 Kings 21, 25 says, but there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. Now, be careful who you marry. Examine their history. Do a background check if you have to. Also watch who your children hang out with, who they're dating, and possibly who they marry. See, Deuteronomy 7.3 says that we shouldn't covet or make marriages with heathens. So we have to be careful of that. Now, during this time of Ahab's reign, a prophet by the name of Elijah came on the scene who God used to sternly rebuke Ahab for his evil ways and worshiping of Baal. Now, as the ministry of Elijah starts in 1 Kings 17, we find how God is manifesting his power through Elijah and declaring that he is the Lord God, the only true God, and for Israel to repent and come back to him. Elijah prophesied to Ahab that there shall not be rain or dew the next few years until the word of God sends forth the rain again. And after this, God speaks to him and tells him to go and hide by the brook Cherith, and that God would command the ravens to feed him. Well, the ravens brought him bread and meat, and he drank from the brook. Well, the brook dried up because there was no rain. So God told him to go to Zarephath, and he would command a widow to provide for him. All right, well, the drought that he prophesied was affecting the widow who was going to provide for him. Now, because uh, when he greeted her, she was in the process of eating her last meal and dying with her son. And Elijah prophesied that her cupboards would be full until the Lord sent rain. So Elijah was taken care of next. The widow's son became ill and died. Wow. What a life for Elijah. By faith, though, Elijah called unto God and prayed for the child to be revived. God heard the voice of the prophet and brought back the soul of the child. And the Bible says that these things took place. Next. God told Elijah to go back to Ahab in the third year and that God would send rain back to the earth. Now, once Elijah presented himself to Ahab, Ahab asked him, are you the man who troubles Israel? Well, Elijah's reply was that it was Ahab and his father's house that troubled Israel by forsaking the commandment of God. Well, now to get Israel's attention, Elijah told Ahab to gather together all of Israel at Mount Carmel and the false prophets of Baal and Asherah. A Canaanite goddess. Now Elijah came before all the people and said, Look, how long will you waver between two beliefs? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. But the people didn't say a thing. They didn't answer not a word. So Elijah called for two bulls to be prepared for a sacrifice. But don't put any fire under them. One bull for the false prophets and one for himself. Then he said, Call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of my God, and the God that answers with fire, let him be God. So it was that the Baal and Asherah prophets prayed to their gods all day long, but to no avail. 
Next was Eliza's turn. He built his altar, altar excuse me, he built his altar with a trench around it and poured water over the sacrifice three times, enough to fill the trench. Then Elijah prayed unto the Lord that the people may know that the Lord was God and that he would have their hearts again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the sacrifice and the altar and the water. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, Lord, he is Lord. He is Lord God. Then Elijah said to them, seize the prophets. Don't let them escape. And Elijah executed them at the brook Kishron. And by evening, the rains came and the famine was ended. Now, I would like to read 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 9. I know it's a little lengthy, but I have a word to give to you. Now, Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with a sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I, I do not make your life like that of one of them. Verse 3, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servants there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a, a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. And then all at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. Verse 9, there he went into a cave and spent the night. Now, Listen to this. All that Elijah, the mighty man of God, the mighty prophet of God, revealed how God was God and all that he did. But yet and still, because of the voice of Jezebel, a heathen woman, he ran for his life. In verse 3, it says he ran for his life. Could you imagine all he did by the power of God and all that God revealed to him? He proclaimed a drought. The ravens fed him. The widows... Uh, barrel of meal and jar of oil was never empty. The widow's son was brought back to life. The fire of God came and consumed sacrifice, altar, and water, and Israel repented and humbled their hearts before the Lord. Wow. Imagine that. In one instance of fear, he forgot his anointing and all he did. Always remember Jesus. Never forget what God has done. So in verse 4, it says he went into the wilderness. Elijah was sent from the wilderness to the mountaintop. The angel told him that he wasn't through yet. God was sending him from where he was to where God wanted him to be. There was a fresh ministry ahead of him. The mentoring of Elisha. Now, yesterday's anointing dealt with yesterday's situations. God will take you from the top and put you back into the valley, the wilderness, to prepare you for your next mountaintop experience. See, in the wilderness, there is weakness. But on the mountain, there is strength. In the wilderness, there is loneliness, but on the mountain, there is companionship. In the wilderness, there is despair, but on the mountain, there is hope. Always trust in God. In spite of all that you're going through and all the situations you have to deal with as a saint of the Most High God, as a Christian who are Holy Spirit filled, trust God, believe God, know that God knows best for you better than you'll ever know what's best for yourself. And don't allow fear to overtake your faith. I thank you for spending this time with me. You have a wonderful day in Christ Jesus. Thank you.